0: Listener production. Big business and renewable energy, how the heavy emitters aren't carrying their weight. I'm Dr. Sophie Calabretto, and this is The Science Briefing, a podcast about the science of everything. Planet Earth is getting hotter. Some estimates say it could be 2.7 degrees warmer by the end of the century. This is a huge difference and way above the Paris target the global goal of well below 2 degrees, or preferably 1.5. To get anywhere near this target, we drastically need to reduce emissions, and the big emitters need to step up. One way they're promising to do this is through renewable energy certificates. But as you'll learn today, these certificates, in some cases, aren't even reducing emissions and could be stalling climate action altogether. Ellen, I want to start a bit broader here. Typically, what industries are the biggest emitters?
1: So it really depends how you're counting it, and which industries are biggest in certain countries.
0: Ellen Fiddian is a science journalist for Cosmos Magazine.
1: But very broadly, the sectors that generally contribute the most to greenhouse gas emissions are electricity um, or energy production, so burning fossil fuels for power. Sure. Industrial stuff, emissions from mining, steelworks, that sort of thing, transport and agriculture, so both of those emit quite a bit into the atmosphere from their practices. Those are kind of the really big hitters. Now, all of these sectors are coming under increasing scrutiny when it comes to how much they emit and what they're doing to reduce their emissions. And one of the growing parts of this conversation, particularly for multinational companies, are these things called renewable energy certificates.
0: Okay, so let's take a closer look at Renewable Energy Certificates. What are they exactly?
1: Renewable Energy Certificates, or RECs, are basically a way of buying renewable energy. So... Companies or organisations which have committed to reducing their emissions and their overall carbon footprint, if they can't run their operations on renewable energy specifically, then they can buy an REC and the amount that they buy equates to a matching amount of renewable energy that theoretically gets generated and goes into an electricity grid somewhere.
0: So what's an example of that?
1: Well, if a solar farm produces renewable energy somewhere, then the company that is generating that energy can sell it. So they're putting it onto an RAC market of sorts. And another company that's trying to reduce its emissions can then buy an amount of that energy being generated. So the company then says, we own that renewable energy. So. Companies want to buy them because, for one, it's a lot easier to purchase a Renewable Energy Certificate than just switch all their operations to being powered by Renewable Energy. Sure. And it also means that they can report lower emissions because, theoretically, their emissions are being reduced because of their activities, which is obviously a good look for them.
0: So, typically, who is buying Renewable Energy
1: Certificates? The buyers can be anyone. The most prominent are big multinational companies. So purchases include, you know, very big places like McDonald's, Coca-Cola, um, the Hilton hotel business, all the way through to smaller things like airports, domestic transport companies. All of those companies have signed on to schemes that involve renewable energy certificates. Right. One of the big schemes that a lot of organisations have committed to is this thing called the Science Based Targets Initiative. So, this initiative is a partnership between a number of global charities and United Nations bodies. It's a voluntary system where organizations that sign up are basically committing to reducing their emissions in line with the Paris Agreement target of well under two degrees Celsius, preferably 1.5 above pre industrial levels. So, these organizations are basically saying we're committed to not letting the world get any hotter than 1.5 degrees. And renewable energy certificates are a pretty big part of how they're going to get there.
0: Okay, so when organisations sign up to this initiative, what do they actually have to do?
1: Companies that sign up to this initiative are basically signing on to report a number of things. So one of the things they have to report is all of the emissions that they're directly responsible for. So if it's like a steelmaking company, then they have to report how much is being emitted at their steelworks. Mm -hmm. They also have to report all of the electricity they use in their operations. And on top of that, they have to report two thirds of the emissions that they're indirectly responsible for. So for instance, the computers that the employees of your company use, the emissions required to make those computers and then ship them to your employees, they would be your indirect emissions.
0: Right. Okay.
1: The thing is the idea behind renewable energy certificates is good in theory, but it's becoming clear that. In practice, they're falling short.
0: How exactly are renewable energy certificates not doing what they're supposed to be doing?
1: So this has come out of an international research project published in the journal Nature Climate Change back in June. It was led by a group of researchers from both Canada and the UK. And in this project, they found that these RECs are seriously overestimating the performance of a lot of these multinational companies. They took a look at emissions data from 115 companies who'd signed on to this science-based targets initiative between 2015 and 2019. There were a lot of big-name companies in there, Nike, Ford, Adobe, Heineken, so companies across a whole range of different industries. Mm -hmm. Altogether, these companies originally reported that there was a 31% reduction in emissions from their activities, which sounds pretty impressive. In reality, the researchers found that two-thirds of this reduction came from renewable energy certificates that probably didn't mitigate emissions at all. So the actual emissions reduction by these companies was probably more like 10%.
0: Wow, okay, so that is considerably less than what they were reporting. How are they able to report this 31% figure if it's not actually accurate?
1: So the problem is the way the companies are allowed to report this stuff. The researchers pointed out a few issues here. They found that companies using renewable energy certificates might be reporting emissions reductions that aren't real at all. So that means that they can claim to have a much lower impact on the environment than they actually do. They also point out that there's a risk of double counting the emissions benefits of renewable energy generation. So if one company is buying a renewable energy certificate and another company is generating that renewable energy, and they're both saying that that contributes to their emissions reductions, uh, but it's actually just the same amount of renewable energy that's gone into the grid. What's also not clear is whether these RACs are in fact generating more renewable energy for the electricity grid whether or not companies buy an REC, that energy is going to be generated anyway. So there's some uncertainty from the researchers around this. Basically across the board there's very low integrity when it comes to renewable energy certificates. In the research paper they point out to a lot of previous research that's been done on renewable energy certificates talking about very creative accounting, greenwashing, basically companies that are buying these things, but the veracity of them just isn't that certain. And you have to remember the companies, they're ultimately responsible for all of their own reporting. There's not that much oversight and there aren't really serious consequences if their reporting isn't accurate. So that sort of suggests why we're seeing this 30% reduction turn into a 10% reduction in reality. So
0: if companies might be reporting reductions that aren't real, what does this actually mean when it comes to the Paris target? I mean, they're party to this initiative.
1: Yeah, absolutely. They've signed on to this target. But based on these findings, the researchers have said that these 115 companies actually aren't aligned to the Paris target. They found that actually the emissions reductions are barely consistent with a two degree temperature increase. Now, 1.5 and 2 degrees doesn't sound like much. And if you remember, the original Paris target was well under 2 degrees, preferably 1.5. So both numbers are mentioned. Mm -hmm. That 0.5 degree difference actually does make a huge difference when you look at the climate science. It's sort of borderline catastrophic. So for instance, in a 1.5 degree warmer world, coral reefs are doing pretty badly. In a 2 degree warmer world, they're basically gone. There'll be more than twice as many people exposed to more extreme heat conditions around the world in a two-degree warmer world. And the Arctic would be completely ice-free in summers once every 10 years instead of once every 100 years. That then creates feedback effects. If there's no sea ice in the ocean, that means that the oceans are going to absorb that heat and it potentially exacerbates climate change further.
0: So I guess the question that I have now, Ellen, is do these renewable energy certificates actually work to reduce emissions?
1: If they're done properly and accounted for carefully, then they could be a good transition tool. Like I said earlier, if you're a really big company, it's extremely difficult to suddenly flip all of your operations onto renewable energy, particularly if a lot of your business is based in places that doesn't have high renewable energy penetration. So, it does make it easier for these companies to do their bit and put more renewable energy into the grid. But the system is very flawed and Mm. the researchers on this project have said there should probably be some big changes. They suggest that maybe there should be revisions to the accounting guidelines, suggesting companies should only really report real emissions reductions from their electricity use, so actually using renewable energy to drive their operations rather than relying on these certificates. Mm -hmm. And they also kind of question whether a voluntary system like this is viable long term. If the renewable energy certificate system is just not that reliable and accurate, then really can we use something like this to help meet that 1.5 degree Paris target? The researchers are concerned that it might not, and they're not the only ones. There's lots of other researchers who are saying very, very similar things. So they're raising big questions about whether renewable energy certificates might be delaying large emitters from actually reducing their emissions and possibly stalling action against climate change.
0: Ellen Fiddian is a science journalist for Cosmos magazine. You can read more of Ellen's reporting at cosmosmagazine.com, including the article this episode was based on. That article is called Renewable Energy Certificates Might Not Be Honest About Their Renewable Energy. The Science Briefing is produced by Listener and the Royal Institution of Australia. This episode was produced by Jake Morecambe. Mixing by Dave Stein. Our executive producer is Melanie Withnall. I'm Dr. Sophie Calabretto. Catch you next time.